All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Sleep with the wheel, my, kid. Sleep I missed my cue. <laughs> wake, wake that kid up. I missed my cue. I was looking to you, Brian, to go second, but you don't go second. We have an order. We do this the same way every single week. What the hell, Scott? For for like 12 years. It's funny because this is our second time uh, doing this over Zoom. And uh, last week when uh, I listened to our last episode, I realized that my voice dropped out a lot. And I was thinking about that and how my voice sounds now. And I have no idea. Can you guys hear me okay? That's the first question. All right, perfect. Well, that's the starting point then for us to be able to have a good pod. We have a, a good pod, I think, here together for you. We're recording this in the middle of the week. And literally, we're, we're almost towards the end of Game Week 22 already. So since you've listened to us, uh, our last episode, Game Week's 21 and, and most of 22 have now occurred. That's okay. We're going to give you all the topics that we think are relevant uh, for our weekly podcast as the season continues to fly by. Oh, and yeah. Also- Wait, there's been a transfer window that is now closed. A little bit more action that has taken place. We'll determine if there's any FPL relevance whatsoever. I asked Brian to do a how to say a segment, prepare something in light of the January transfer window. And then there's just a couple other uh, couple other subjects that we definitely need to discuss. So I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for what's to come. Brian, kick us off. What did you say? I can't hear you at all. I'm just kidding. Let's get on with what we have to get on to. Oh, there was some mockery in Uh, multiple ways in that statement there, Brian. Thank you. So great. It's so great. Let's get on with it. Let's start with this transfer window, shall we? Uh, We we discussed this uh, about halfway through the month, two, two weeks ago, and we determined there wasn't a whole lot of FPL relevant uh, activity that went on. I will say on deadline day, Dave, your club and my club made the most significant moves. Pretty much the majority of the moves had something to do with either Arsenal or Liverpool. Scott, sometimes there is addition by subtraction. Yeah, that's what Arsenal did. That's and sure. that's what Arsenal was all about as they kind of clean house out in the period was, uh, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 players did something. Whether it was a loan extension, on loan, or being sold, and then they brought in uh, three players. 
Well, and it's a lot of names that, that you know, people who've been watching the league for a few years now will recognize. Obviously, Urzel, Kolasinitz, uh, Mustafi went out on deadline day. Willock went out on loan to Newcastle, which could be somewhat interesting. But I think the most interesting move is Ainsley Maitland-Niles going to West Brom. Yeah, Dave, explain this because I feel like, first of all, you the the three players I think you've cried about the most. I'm not saying cried like as in a, I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying that you whine sure. like, like a baby sure. about these certain players. It's not an insult. No, I'm just saying that you you're you splutter and and blubber and cry about it. Right, Mustafi, Kolasina, it's a little bit, but. Ozil and Mustafi. I feel like those are the players that you've said more than anyone else. Like, what do we have to do to get rid of these guys? Yeah. And you, it, and you, it, you got your wish. I feel like this is like, this should be the happiest day of, this should be the happiest transfer window you've had in a long time. Look, since Arteta has been there, all he has done is try to get a house in order. And if, if you are not willing to work on defense and train properly, uh, and or not be mistake prone, then then you ha- you are able to you're allowed to see the door, see yourself to the door. And if you want to make it difficult, then you can just freeze yourself out and just just hang out on the training ground. And look, there's a lot of guys. I hate to see uh, Kolasinets go, but I'm gonna be honest, he wasn't cracking. He, they have better backs than him. Um, he wanted to go play somewhere else. Great. William Saliba, I thought was going to be a good young center back coming in. That dude must have attitude issues because he hadn't made it, hadn't cut it. You know, Ozil, he's been a distraction for about two years or maybe longer uh, since he's really produced anything. He's he's a talented player, but for whatever reason, didn't want to get it done. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I hate that. Uh, that is somebody who I think can bring a lot to a club. And maybe it was – he was sort of a Swiss Army knife. He could play multiple positions. He never really nailed down just one position. What's and that because saying? of that, Jack because, of all trades, master of none. Is that how that's? Yeah, like? yeah. No, maybe because of that, it put him in a position where he um, he was ex- kind of expendable. And I think they're doing him a solid, loaning him out because he wants to play. Same thing with Joe Willock. Um, I think these are guys who just kind of got in the shuffle that have really good talent, have played well for Arsenal and been impact players. They just have better other players. They just got beat out of positions. Yeah. So no, yeah. it's just, anyways, it's the, moving it's on. This, that's probably already recipe. too long. And then, yeah, Mustafi, Mr. Mistake, even though for Arteta, <laughs> he actually played pretty well. But Mr. Mistake, Mustafi uh, has moved on. So that's, that's good for Arsenal. Two names that will be familiar to Premier League uh, fans specifically. Uh, it's good to see Josh King return to the league, joining Everton. Yeah. And then uh, Jesse Lingard has been in the league, but now he seems to be, uh, well, he's going to actually play on our screens during Premier League matches for West Ham. We saw that already today, uh, a brace in his first match for West Ham. Ryan, what was Solskjaer thinking when uh, when he saw Lingard scored a brace today? You think he was having seller's remorse? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's any feelings other than elation from Manchester United after Southampton, but exactly. No, Jesse Lingard to, I mean, to walk in like this and I mean, did he, did he come off the bench last match or he was not, I think maybe he, no, no for West Ham. 
I think he was in the. I think he was. I think he was at West Ham for Ham for West Ham's last match, but didn't didn't feature. Now that now that I'm thinking of it, I'm not going to look it up. I, I, I just he, did, Brian. I'm going to rescue you. He did not okay. play against Liverpool. Yeah, I was going to say my my initially I thought maybe he was in there, and then I I thought no, he was uh, not not available, not ready yet. So to come in and play almost 90 minutes, be the joint uh, most prolific shooter this week with Bruno Fernandez and to I mean that's a great story I mean to to score two goals and 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 win I mean they they beat a good Aston Villa team I mean that's a it's huge for it's huge for him huge for West Ham they're legit and uh if he can actually be good for them it's great I feel like it's such a feel-good thing uh I hope he continues to be good Scott, King and Everton. Scott, yeah, yeah. real quick Fifth sure. place West Ham. Let's discuss this quickly. And, and, and while we're on it, let's discuss Lingard. He's a in fantasy relevance. He's a 5'9". No one expects him to go out and get a brace every week. Obviously, people are already owning Antonio, Cresswell, Sufal, Socek. Is there a place for Jesse Lingard at a 5'9 in their lineups when people are already owning these other people? There uh, will be if There will be, like, for everyone else if he gets another return. I think that's – I mean – a brace in his first match? No, I mean it's gonna—it's like a—it's the Ross Barkley thing at the beginning of this season. Like, if he goes two in a row, somebody, somebody will. I, I just don't think you're gonna. I just don't think you. Yeah, you're right, Dave. You're not gonna have Socek. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna have two West Ham midfielders. So the question is, would you? You know, for, for the differential, would you? Sure. Would you go for it? That's it. I'm going to be honest. I've got a dumb mass move of the last two weeks. Uh, it occurred It occurred uh, around the time of our last pod, but we didn't have a chance to talk about it. Uh, I don't know what Thomas Socek has to do to be owned by more FPL players. His ownership is still under 19%. It's just under 19, 18%. How? Why? What's wrong with people? He is sixth overall in midfield scoring, and I know that we're at the time of the season when overall scoring is not the most important thing. But it's not like he's lost form. He's still in fully in form. I mean, his last three matches since our last pod, 15, 1, and 9. Come yeah. on. At 5.3. Now, game week 20, his net transfers, his net transfers were negative 137 plus thousand. Negative 137,000 plus. Yeah. That's ridiculously dumb. And it makes me so happy that it happened to me that week that he dropped 15. Scott, can I? 137,000 people. Can I complain about my bad beat and i agree with you now we did give some advice and i even thought about this week do i because i'm interested in bringing in Saka, whose numbers have been better than Sochek's, uh but not much and and that is do i do i swap Sochek out for Saka? this is something that we discussed a few weeks ago so if there were some people who went from Sochek to Saka, the price points being very very similar i don't fault anyone for that and or but you know I mean, look, the, right now with, with with hardly with the two highest paid, highest paid, the two highest priced uh, strikers out there, not on the not on the board. So no one's owning Aguero, no one's owning Kane. The the expensive defenders, Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, they're not. I mean, if you want to go with them, sure, great. Like they're going to give you some returns, not cons- as consistent as they have been in the past. I say all that to say, defense, you don't have to spend a lot of money. All, you know, front line, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can pour money into the midfield, which in in some way ends up leaving lower end cost midfielders. 
you almost don't even need them. Like, or like in, in my midfield right now, I have Son, Fernandez, Salah, Gundogan, and Socek. And so I'm like, well, like, how do I improve there if you're looking at form and other things? I tell you what you don't do if you want to improve your midfield. I've owned Socek for a long time. Uh, two weeks ago, when he scored a 15, I did not start him. Last <laughs> week, yeah. when he scored a one, I started him. This week, when he scored a nine, I did not start him. Yeah, yes. that's that's the that I'm is an the, idiot. That's the yeah, issue. Well, you with are him. an idiot a little bit there because the one was against Liverpool. Look, I I have made some bad decisions this year. Look, and Scott, if if it means anything, he was in the uh, Milivojevic. He was in the Lucas spot. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, he's it's ready to come to, in. No, listen, longtime listeners of our podcast will know what the Luca the Luca rule means. The Luca rule refers to Luka Milivojevic three years ago when I won the league that no one in our, our uh, Slack workspace remembers. <laughs> I won it largely because I kept putting Luka in the first bench spot and he kept coming into my squad and he would score points thanks to a penalty kick goal. Look it up. Right. It's there. This is the Socek rule now. I mean, this is this is Socek's territory. Yeah, but well, no, but I think you start him. Right. That's, that's the th- that's the issue. Do you start you if you're going to start him every week? And that was why. Like, thank you, Scott, for telling me to suck it because I'm one of the people who <laughs> sold him. I, I, we talked about that. Why? I mean, I, Why because did you I sell went, him? Because I went from him to James Madison, and so I did what Dave. Well, that's not I a did, bad idea. I did what Dave is saying because of the amount of money I have of like not spending much on forwards. I'm not spending a ton in defense. And I'm currently using, like I I said a couple weeks ago, Robert Sanchez is my only starting goalkeeper right now. So I'm spending a total of 8.4 on my goalkeeper. So all my money is all in my midfield right now. And that was the thing that I had. That was my issue three weeks ago was, I can go up to like a premium only midfield because all of those players, everyone's performing. There are players performing in every level across the board as midfield. You could play a full midfield of, of less than six pound midfielders and you could be okay. No, there are so so many options. And so it really was just like to have so check in the double game week, that West Ham had before his 15 where he did nothing. And that was the issue was, I said, when it works, it's great. When it, when he doesn't, when it doesn't work for him, it just doesn't feel as good. It's just, there are other players that are going to do it more consistently in terms of attack. But I keep saying that as he keeps scoring goals, he keeps finding a way and it's, Uh and it, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not a bad – I'm not saying – I never at once would have ever said it's a bad thing to own him. It, I, like I said before, it's his team makeup. And, yeah, and then I think you have that same issue. Do you play him every single week? And at this point, it's not a bad idea not to. I mean, he's, score, he's getting you something and is a goal threat every single week. Hey, real quick, you mentioned James Madison. That It's just worth – Scott, we probably will get to him at some point. Might as well talk about him right now real quick. Unless we're, we need to finish up something on Socek, but I just want to mention this: Madison, his last six weeks are ten nine eight two five eleven. Okay, so that's ridiculous, and he hasn't outscored Socek in the last three weeks. But listen to those scores, and it, it's ridiculous. I dare say he's probably the highest scoring midfielder over the last six weeks. It is interesting with Sal and Bruno struggling 
for the most part over the last six weeks. They've shown it now here in the last couple of game weeks that you know they're starting to find some form. KDB's obviously still hurt. Kane, Vardy, Aguero hurt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I dare say it's it's actually gotten really hard to figure out how to spend money these days. It's a very interesting problem. I'll tell you guys what I two two things about my lineup that have been really interesting in the last couple of game weeks. Number one, I'm carrying six pounds in my bank. Good Lord, Scott. It, and I've had it there for two game weeks. And I don't feel like I need, it's not burning a hole in my pocket because I'm not, I mean, number one, it's there so that, you know, if Kane is back in a couple of weeks, like it seems like he might be, I'm not going to have any problems going back to Harry Kane. I've got more than enough money to go back to Harry Kane if I want to do that, which I kind of do, I, I, if I'm honest. Uh, I'd have that all discount front line. Literally, my prices on my forwards are 626364. I'm okay going back up to Harry Kane when he's available. And maybe it'll be an opportunity to go to KDB too, depending on when he comes back. I, I don't feel bad about having that money in my bank, even though I know the, the the prevailing thinking is don't leave a lot of money in your bank. Well, I'm sorry, but I love my lineup. And yeah, but you should improve. Account. You should spend some of that money and improve on Loton, Matt Loton. <laughs> go with a Matty Cash or a Matt Target, but okay. different. A, a not, minimum, a, a well, different not, mat, no you, matter you, what. You got the wrong mat. You got the Loton. You need I mean, some cash say, or Target. I would have done that if Kyle Walker-Peters wasn't at the end of my bench. And by the I way, cash it. and Target are synonymous. Like, if your wife goes to Target, you are losing cash. Cash, okay. Target, those two things go together. No room for Loton, but it's own target. a mat. We're on Worldwide Pod, Davis. Is Target Worldwide? Is everyone going to get that reference? Everyone, at least our American listeners, know what Target that is. True. And, that part is and, true. Yes. All right. So and I don't a, feel bad a, about a, a very American dad joke of you, Dave. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank I don't you. feel bad That's about what having I do. Six, six pounds in the bank. I also, uh, th- there's a certain way that I've scored. I mean, I, mean, I think we we we, and I don't want to like brag. But I've had a good year so far. I don't want to flex. I mean, I I'm only flex. in the top 42,000. But I don't want to flex. Yeah, it was higher <laughs> last weekend. It's sad. Anyway, um, no, but there's a certain way that it's happened for me this season. I've had a good – like, I like my squad, you know, 1 through 11, 1 through 14, really. Um, but I usually score my points from, like, four guys every week. Four guys give close to double digits or double digit returns. And that, you know, and, and I'm hitting on a captain every once in a while usually adds up to something in the 60s or 70s and above average. It's not because 11 guys are all scoring five points every single week. And that's the thing. Like, if you have a squad of players who they, I mean, they're not going to give you returns every single week, but if they give you returns every third week and those returns are prominent when they do, your, your squad is probably going to be just fine overall. The key is to hold tight long enough to get the returns when they come. And taking this all the way back to Thomas Socek, that's kind of the key with him. He's not going to give you points every single week. He's going to give you nine points every third week. And if you hit on that correctly, then that's going to absolutely give you a great game week overall, especially if you have a squad full of guys like that. And I will say this. This would be the time to do a Stochek and a Saka at the same time. Because Saka is amazing. He is definitely – he definitely has higher ceiling than, than Socek does with his attacking ability and the form that he's in right now. Why not have two five-pound midfielders? That way when all these guys come back, you can have two or three premium midfielders and two premium forwards depending on how much money is in your squad. Yeah, I was going to say, if, 
if you do make it, if you do make up your squad that way, I mean, that's why I was saying, like, Dave, you have Gundogan, and Gundogan keeps producing. Gundogan's on, like, I mean, it's like game week 13. He's gotten you a return almost every single week since game week 13. I mean, it's an absurd run for him right now. And I know some people were making some making something of it. I don't know if we are going to, are we going to talk about Manchester City more about the, at some point? No, go Just for to it. Say that, no, that there was that there, the issue was, I think, for some people, of, uh, and it had come up about him starting with Jesus. And w- when Jesus started, that it took away a little bit of Gundogan's attack. And there, so far, I mean, out of the, you know, since I think game week 13, three matches, Gundogan and, and Jesus have started three times together in that span. And Gundogan's gotten returns in two of those three matches. Like, I, I just, I mean, I don't really see the, like, even like this today against Burnley. Yeah, it's, it wasn't as much. He got an assist. He was the most creative player for Manchester City against Burnley today. But even in the match, like two weeks ago, when they they win one they win one nil. He also got two bonus points. I won't throw that in there. Right? No, the today. Yes, that's yep. right. But I mean, when he got when he got a three because City wins one nil, who's missing? Like every creative player on it. Sterling was out that game. Cancelo was out that game. You know, everyone yep. was everyone was rested in that game. So I just think like like he's another guy, like. And then if you throw in, like, say that you're, you're, even if your, your high point is Jack Grealish, you're still not spending more than eight pounds on someone yet until Grealish, I'm sure, goes up again. So, I, I mean, and then to know that James Madison is just now getting to 7.2 after all of those returns that you, that you said, Dave, like he's still less than seven and a half. You might be able to get by without, like, with Bruno and four six pound guys. I, I yeah. just, I mean, I feel like that you really could. It's not a terrible option right now. I'm just like right, right now, Scott. I'm looking at Sun. I'm looking at Sun, and I and I, I'm, I tell myself, this is Hyunming. Uh, actually, I didn't say that right. Uh, heck on it. We had, someone sent us a proper how to say on that. I'm going to go back to the way everyone dumbly says it, even though I know this is incorrect. Hyunming Sun. I keep thinking as he's playing the striker position for a Spurs team that does not have Harry Kane. And last time he did this last season, he was amazing in that position. I look back at his last seven games and I'm looking at a two, three, 13, two, five, two, two. Yeah. Like you have to play Chelsea as we record. I, I, you know, I'm looking at him like, why am I continuing to stick with him when I should have moved to Harv or James Madison or Saka, and I just can't. I, I, one of my faults at times is when the big name players, I can't seem to pull away from them because I keep thinking, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna do it this week. They're yeah, gonna do it this week. Yeah, that's the secret of this game, right? I mean, it's knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold Don't them. Don't you dare. Really? Why, really? Did, I, why did, really, I Kenny Rogers, really? did I do that? Really, Kenny Rogers. Where did I come from? Where did that come you, from? You set yourself up to do that. You <laughs> I, did it to you. I didn't know you I was going to gonna say it until it came out. That's the weird thing. Anyway. I, I love that I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you, Scott. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I hate it. I'm so, I need to spend more time around Brian. Um, no, listen, though. That is that is the secret to this thing. I mean, I started the season thinking that I was going to take a risky strategy and have three premium midfielders uh, in my lineup, and I was going to 
plan on sticking with them because I knew that they were going to give me big points. If I just held on to them all season long. You know who those three midfielders were? Salah, Ooh. Aubameyang, KDB. Of those three, I still only have Mo Salah, and right now it hurts more than uh, feels good to have Mo Salah. And so, yeah. I mean, but I, I did, I did move from those other two eventually, but but it was hard to figure out when to do that. You know, right, now well, Bruno and Salah and Son. All and right, like let's. Said, okay, that's the tricky part. Again, let's go to Mo Salah. His last eight games, he and Son are are in the same boat. His last eight games. Two, three, two, three, one, two, fifteen, two. Scott, why am I still owning and/or captaining Mohamed Salah? Uh, because of what he did uh, against West Ham. So I am choosing to look at one week out of the last eight and expect him to do that every week. When you say it like this, it just sounds ridiculously unreasonable. Not only that, yeah, it does. But he's also Mo Salah. He has a reputation. He's going to and, – and it's like I said before, I don't need Mo Salah to score double-digit points every single week. I've got a lineup filled with people who can do it every third week, and as long as they keep doing it on a rotation, I've got a decent score every single week. Uh, you know, and, and then if I can hit on that captain when he does it every third week, then I'm thrilled. And that's, that's where it works out. Now, with that said, I mean, yeah, you know, what, what is it going to take for Liverpool to get out of this official – uh, officially get out of this slump that they're in. It looked like maybe they were after uh, their their last two matches, but as we record here, they've just lost one nil at home to Brighton. I mean, Brian's goalkeeper Robert Sanchez just got a clean sheet against Liverpool. Uh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! Brian, for, for Brian, you have to feel ecstatic about that, right? Well, I'll say it again, like we said last last pod, I, and I, I I just don't understand. And F, official FPL said it too. I mean, after you know, eventually you notice after enough clean sheets, but just like I just don't understand the ownership. I mean, especially once he was the starter, I'm not really sure what it was that kept people from buying him at all and it's just it's still kind of ongoing i i well, think it's, it's the same it's, thing I, I, you said it's the same thing you said about socek and and transferring out socek it's the same thing dave's asking right now about sala it, it's it's also true for sanchez it's about it's not just about team makeup but it's also about where you're making your moves and how many moves you're willing to make and what kind of penalty you're willing to make it i tell you right now brian if i had played my second half wild card already Robert Sanchez would be in my squad. I would bring him in on my wild card, hands down, no doubt about it. All right, but breaking stand, news. Breaking news right now. I am bringing in Sanchez. I had two free transfers this week. I am sending Leno, Lino Lino, up the road with his red card and his stupid handball outside the box. He is gone. And Sanchez is now in my team, Brian. For everyone else that was thinking about owning Sanchez, don't, because I just jinxed him. Yeah, you did. He's going to turf more. He's going to give up three goals now that they've beaten Spurs and Liverpool. You know that's going to happen. But here's the thing. You know, that's, that's kind of my point. I have Lino. He'll be on my bench, and I will have Emiliano Martinez as my starting goalkeeper. And I only have two really – expensive goalkeepers, especially in comparison to Sanchez, because I brought Martinez in for my bench boost and I haven't used my, my transfers to make a goalkeeper move yet. That's, that's why I don't have Sanchez. And to your point, I guess that's why you know, people are, you know, either still have a different premium, uh, not premium, a uh, discount midfielder instead of Socek. 
Uh, that's why we all still have Sala, Dave, or at least you and I uh, have Sala. It's because we're making moves elsewhere because we, it's the, it's the threat of what Mo Sala can do. That's what's keeping him in our lineup. And yeah, it's, it's, but Scott, I don't think that's a good thing. That's what I'm telling. I'm, I'm trying to talk myself out of this. I feel like I have to stick with Sala. I mean, yes, it sounds crazy. But look at the last eight weeks. It's like, yeah. what are people, what candle are we holding on to hoping that it doesn't blow out? I, I no just. Like can, the, I tell you, can I tell you a quick captain story, though? Oh, yes, sure. All right. Oh, wow. You don't you really. I mean, I don't have to tell my story. No, that's fine. I was just oh, you, going into you, a rant. and You've you earned know. the right to tell us your story, Scott. Fine, Scott. That's what I mean. Yeah, no one will see another Dave rant. <laughs> Game week 21. Couldn't decide where to put my captaincy. Yeah, uh, I had it on Bruno, and and the whole point of the story, by the way, is to say that who knows how to play this game? No one. We're all just having fun and doing the best that we can. And every once in a while, we make the right decisions and they don't work for us. And every once in a while, we do dumb stuff and it works out. Okay, so I have it on Bruno, and I feel like I'm going to have it on Bruno, and and, and I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to second guess it. My instinct said Bruno. It's going to be Bruno. Then I had some bourbon on Friday Whoa. night before the game week began on Saturday morning. You and had a few I, sips of the brown. Wait a minute. You had a few sips of the brown on Saturday morning? On Friday night. On Friday night. Before the okay. game week started Saturday morning. Okay. All right. I'm not okay. Irish, Dave. Well, not that there's anything wrong with that, Barry. <laughs> That's why I said it. I'm only teasing okay. Barry. All right. All right. Uh, no, I uh, – I put my phone down next to my bed, uh, getting ready to go to bed in a little bit of a haze. And I decided, you know what? Screw it. I want to root for Mo Salah, and I'm going to root for him if he's my captain a little bit more. And I changed the C to Mo Salah, and literally that was it. it I barely remember the memory, and, but I did it last minute. It was done. And you know what happened? Mo Salah got me like 30 points or something. It was the right decision to make. Now, I stuck with Mo Salah, and my gut said, it's not going to happen two weeks in a row. I know it's Brighton. I know it's at home. Go to Bruno. Go to Bruno is what my is what my instincts said, and I ignored my instincts this time. And, of course, I would have been better off, far better off, if Bruno had been my captain for Game Week 22. So it's, it's the good and the bad of this game, and you just never know. You never know. Well, I lucked into it because I had my captain last week on Sterling, who played zero minutes. And my vice captain was Salah. So that is the Good luckiest. That is, that's the luckiest captain I've had easily in that, maybe ever playing this game. And then this. In week, all honesty, in all honesty, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to ask this question for the benefit of our listeners. How many times have you gone to your vice captain this season? Because your captain didn't. Is this the first time that's happened? I don't think I've done it. I don't think it's happened to me once. Maybe once. Maybe. I don't think it's happened to me at all this season. I'd have to go back and look. I want to say it happened once before this. So I might have got, I think it might have happened twice because I think there was a, one of those weeks where I'm pretty sure I, I had Mares as a captain one week. City uh, in a, it, yeah, in a week where he got benched. Yeah, only, only no more than twice. Scott, while you reference captain, I'm just briefly going to mention I once again missed out on uh, captain's pick again. I had Mohamed Salah. And I'm only bringing this up. Last week I had Gundawan, and of course, like Gundawan had a three last week. It's one of the the only times he didn't give a return is when I captained him. The week before that was Fernandez, and I'm just mentioning this because I want to bring 
everyone else into like I'm I'm gonna Scott, I, I want you to start posting my captains on Instagram every week. Just just include whether it's my whole lineup or just as hey, this is Dave's captain. Just completely avoid it. Because so I'm gonna listen, my luck has been I'm so crap. To, I'm going to listen to this and okay. I am going to avoid your captain with my okay. luck. Because our lineups so, are basically the same. For those of you who um, listen and actually don't check Instagram, all you people listening right now, uh, I at the at this moment for next week, Scott. I know we usually cover this at the end. Just want to yeah. throw this out there. This is a, a middle of the pod bonus nugget. Hyun Ming Sun has my captain against West Brom next week. A home game to West Brom. Hyun Ming Sun has the captaincy ship next week, although. Thomas Socek at Fulham looks awful tempting. Wait, you don't have Antonio? I do have Antonio, and he's at Fulham as well. So here's Wait, another thing. At Fulham? Weird. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I also want to yeah, imagine that. I also want to cover this. Next week, I have Salah in the in the Luca in the Luca hole, in the Luca position, in the, the on your bench. Salah's at City, home to City, is on the bench next week. I also have Gundogan on my bench. I am starting Cancelo and Stones. I Look, Scott, back me up on this. Why should I expect City to or Liverpool to score on City next week, considering Liverpool's form over the last eight weeks? Why? Uh, I, know, no. I know your gut. Because I, I want to hear what the Liverpool fan says, and then, Brian, I want you to, to throw this in quick. Next week... Everyone owns Liverpool players and everyone owns City players. Obviously, they play next week. This is a big deal. I just don't know. If I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm scared crapless. They laid an egg today. I know what their talent is. I don't expect the team that showed up today against Brighton to show up against City. But they have had problems scoring yeah. the football. It's true, and and it's it's completely valid, and, and it can't be ignored at this point. That's their current form. And yet, you wouldn't say that this is Liverpool. You would say that actual Liverpool is underperforming. So actual Liverpool can show up like they did against West Ham. Uh, it is Manchester City. Currently in the Premier League, this is one of those matches where no matter what kind of form either of these clubs is in, they're going to rise to the occasion of playing each other. This is like, you know, insert your, your favorite college football rivalry here. This is not an American college football podcast, but you get my point. Like, it doesn't matter how bad Michigan is when they play your Buckeyes, Dave. They're going to they're going to be a different Michigan because they're playing Ohio State. And that's what it's going to be like, I think. So, so but I also no, think I, too, say, I, I also think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be a zero zero one zero one one. That was going to be game. what I said next. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in the early days of Klopp versus Pep, uh, it was like four three every time they played. Right. And then lately, it seems like every time it's nil nil, maybe a yeah. goal. Yeah. Uh, of course, I think City clobbered Liverpool during Project Restart, but I mean that was that was Liverpool that had already essentially won the title, so they weren't actually they had just won the title, didn't they? They were about to, and so it was uh, uh, you know it was, it was whatever. But anyway, aside from that, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be more low scoring than anything. You're more likely to have City defenders than Liverpool defenders, so it makes more sense to play your City defenders. Right. I understand. Certainly don't captain Mo Salah. Yeah, I wouldn't captain Salah. I I'm not gonna bench him. I, I mean, I guess I can see. I guess I can see it. I guess the issue for me would be: Are they going to start? Are they going to start the same center back pairing 
Jordan Henderson and Timmy Twinkletoes. What was the man? <laughs> what, what, what boy did they put back there? What was that? Nat Phillips, Nat Phillips is the guy who's been back there in the last couple of weeks. Timmy Phillips is not, and, and Jordan Henderson. And by the way, Nat Phillips is not a Twinkletoes by any stretch of the imagination. Tw- uh, that, listen, Brian, I, as I was watching the match today, uh, those of you who uh, are, are in our Slack workspace, uh, which we have a new listener, uh, Scott, in our Slack workspace. I can't remember if we covered this or not. You'll probably cover it this pod. but We are obligated under our self-imposed terms of Patreon right. to cover his, his – you know, we're, we're obligated to mention him, but we're going to do so later on in this pod. So That's correct. Okay. So those of you who are interested in that, uh, check, check us later, and, and Scott will tell you how you can do that. I mentioned today, uh, is it Nat as in Nathaniel, like Nat Phillips? Yes. Nat Phillips. Nat yep. Phillips, for me, looked like he was running on the pitch with like huge rubber, like rain construction boots. That's how, that's oh. how slow he looked. I, look, he, Scott, if that, if that center back crew, and I know, and now's the time that we'll, we'll talk about this, as we were talking about the transfer window earlier, Liverpool, credit to them. Uh, they listened to me. I said this weeks ago yeah. and said, why don't you go get a Rob Holding? And Scott, you know, you, of course, bashed Rob Holding. But I'm like, look, go get I someone. I own who Rob pro- Holding. I did go not get bash you. Rob Holding. You can did on the slide. Can I about this? Can I tell you, can I tell you exactly? What, I'm going to say what I said because clearly you didn't read it. Well, you, you, you had a caveat in there for the first three years. He didn't do anything. Correct. But he was injured that's, most that's, of those times. Fact. He was injured. Go look at the number of matches he played in that time. Anyways, moving on. Liverpool needs a center back now. They don't need Rob Holding in three and a half years. That was one. They needed a body. They needed a warm freaking body. They 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 have it in Matt Phillips wearing his rubber boots. Mm. Okay, they need a little bit faster warm body. He's great in the air. He's amazing. Anyways, I think, look, I love it. They, They did exactly, I swear on my life, I said this like three weeks ago on the pod. Go to the championship and go get go get a center back. And if they didn't do that, I'm telling you, Clap yeah. listens to this podcast. Yeah, Anyways, they go to Preston it's North End. It's not COVID. It's not Brexit. It's 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 Clop listening to this podcast. They go to Preston North End and and cherry pick their best defender. Of course, Preston North End super proud of their best defender going to Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, we should have got a Liverpool. And so he's gonna, you know. He's going to do great things for him. Sure, he's going to he's going to you know bandaid over the open wound that is center back at the moment, and then they they got some some other Yahoo. And but look, they're going to throw those guys back there. They're going to be fine. The Klopp will have those guys, and they'll be fine. They'll be serviceable. It will allow Henderson and Fabinho to move up to the midfield, and Liverpool gets instantly better with having some form of warm bodies that aren't Nat Phillips or Reese Williams back there at center back. So true. Good job. Hey. Good job, Liverpool. Thank you for listening to this pod. More or less listening to me. That is awesome. Yeah, that's um, yes. Um, I suddenly don't feel bad about bragging about my FPL lineup earlier, by the way. <laughs> anyway, Brian, that yeah, uh warm body that Dave referenced, uh, the second uh center back that Liverpool signed on deadline day, that is the subject of our how to say with Brian J segment this week. Yeah, it is. How to say this new uh, future Virgil's name uh, before he does future Virgil things? Future so, uh, Virgil. 
Yeah, right? Isn't that what he's going to be? Instant, instant Virgil? Instant oh, Virgil. yeah. Just like Takumi Minamino is going to be the future Mo Salah. Um, <laughs> well played. Yeah, Dave, uh, we'll h- learn how to say this guy's name. And it's only going to take a few seconds. Dave, you, know, you want to play some music for this? <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm sure we'll do something. Dave, I insist that you play Baby Come Back. The band is Player. Uh, try to find it on a probably on player? a best of. Yeah, player, player. Baby Come Back. Yes, that's exactly right. I know my instinct would be that it's Hall and Oates, someone in that type of vein. Right. Something like that? Like, I don't know the words. Who needs the real the tune? Thing? We got Dave singing it just now. Baby Come Back. Dave, if you would like to not play Baby Come Back by player and just mumble through it as best you can. Mush mouth through it. While I do this, sure. by all means. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. This week's How to Say is, as Scott mentioned, about uh, Liverpool's new boy. Um, that It has been suggested that uh, Liverpool getting him for the amount that they did uh, was essentially a uh, pulling the pants down on Schalke uh, wow. to be able to get this this guy for the fee that they did. Uh, I know what you were trying to do here, son. You saw Turkey. And I did. You said, and you said, aha, I'll get him. It's <laughs> another Turkish name. This must be completely insane. There must be something weird about it. Thankfully, I'm here to tell you that uh, similarly to, uh, who was our guy? Scott Dan. Similarly to, this is like the Turkish Scott Dan, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because right. your Liverpool center backs is going to save your season and eventually, by the end of the season, win you another title. Back to back. Replacing fully everything that Virgil van Dyke was capable of doing. <laughs> Is none other than Ozan Habak. That is it. Ozan Habak. Ozan Kabak, Scott. What's it called yeah. when the word can be, uh, it's the same forwards and backwards? That's what his name uh, is. Palindrome. Wow. A palindrome. Wow. Yeah, palindrome. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Habak. so Kabak and Davies. Davies is the yeah. Preston North End guy. Uh, Brian, thank you for that. We're excellent as always. And, oh yeah, um, it was outstanding. Everyone got back? to hear me sing. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I should have I should have given you another name because West Brom's already played uh, a couple of their guys that they signed, and that's the yeah. one I should have had you do because I don't know how to say his name. For the I know, and I, I looked it up in anticipation of talking about him because he's <laughs> had because he's Mbaye has had two assists. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wow. Is this a is this a bonus? How to say? No, I'm not doing it because I can't get a definitive on his last name. I've heard oh. people pronouncing it where, because my assumption would be that it would be similar to like Dina. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because it's right, because it's French or that it has some, because it's Senegalese, that there would be French into it. But I've heard people pronounce it with a hard G, the Agna. Really? And so then I'm like, uh, you know, it's and it's from people who are not. It's not like in studio announcers saying it like that. Too. So it's like Scott, other, you know, this. This demands. This Research. demands a future. How to say 
Does yeah, it not? Yeah. Yeah. Brian, next week, teaser for our listeners. Next week, Brian, I need a definitive answer on Diagna or Dianya. Let's hope he know. let's hope he gets another return. So there's a reason to talk about him. Hey, uh, by the way, there's a third player we have not yet mentioned who I just I just want to know. There seems to be there's there's got to be an unwritten rule somewhere about whether or not a guy's name is pronounced Jose or Jose. And Willian Jose looks like he's going to be the actual Raul replacement for Wolves. Yeah. It's been pretty universally Jose uh, since he arrived. Why is it Jose and not Jose? Hold on. Can I take a stab at this? Yeah, Dave. If he's Portuguese or Brazilian, it feels like the it's Jose with it with a J, ja, as in Jose Mourinho. If it's because, because if in it's Brazil they Spanish, speak. right? If it's Spanish or um, or Spanish speaking country, not Portuguese, I think it's Jose. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dave, you're pretty much exactly right. The rule would be just: is it is it Portuguese? And if it's Brazilian, then it is Portuguese, I think, for the most part. I want it to be more profound than that. Does, uh, uh, I, honestly, I, I don't know this. Well, he's playing for Wolves. I'm going to assume he speaks Portuguese. <laughs> That's so right? True. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just go, ah, ah it's probably Jose. Yeah, the, with the, every... He played in Spain. Yeah, and he did what every every Spanish or Brazilian player and Portuguese player, they all travel to they it's whatever the highest point is in the land that they're in. And the oracle at the top of their <laughs> high mountain tells them whether or not it's a hard J. <laughs> Does the oracle sound like Jose Mourinho though? I have uh, I hope I can only Real hope and pray. Real smug. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I want to punch him in the face. All right, there's only one other topic I want to talk about before we get into the good stuff at the end of the home stretch of our pod, and that is, have we learned anything about Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel after a couple of matches? As we sit here, by the way, we don't know. It's going to be tomorrow that Chelsea plays Spurs, so all of what we were about to say could be negated by that match. But have we learned anything? Is there any reason yet to own a Chelsea player? Um, they've had a couple clean sheets. I was going to say that the, the winners so far, like it looked like Mason Mount, you know, Mason Mount gets, gets tossed to the bench in the first match and then comes on, plays really well. And Tuchel praises him and has been praising him talking about how he can be a top player. So it looks like there's like direct Frank Lampard carryover. Can I, can I say something real quick about Mason Mount? I yeah. saw him not start that first match. He got a one coming off the bench, and I transferred him out almost immediately. Uh, and I, I, I'm forgetting who I trained. I went to Gundogan. I, I sent him out for for Gundogan, and it felt right at the time. And then the, it was one of those moves that I made immediately, where then I had a few days to sit on it. And the longer I sat on it, the more dumb and rash that move seemed. And then when he started in game week 21, it felt like, oh, I'm going to really regret this. He only scored three points, but you're right. He's he's definitely looking the part, even if he's not showing up on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah. and then and then obviously, you know, the the 
you know, I wrote about Antonio Rudiger, you know, this week in FPL America, the article, that was another guy who I said, it's, this is, this is weeks though. Like this is, this was end of Frank Lampard, beginning of Tuchel. Rudiger has taken over or seems to have reestablished himself in the starting 11, you know, in whatever, whatever back they're playing. He's four point, he's 4.5. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what I was going to bring up, Brian. Uh, Rudiger, Zuma has found the bench. He's not injured, found the bench. Christensen found the bench. Rudiger, since Tuchel has been there, seems to be the choice. And then, and yet, I don't feel bad. I, I made a move sending out Kyle Walker-Peters, and I went to Rob Holding, which didn't pay off in game week 22. I, I don't even like, – when I read your article, Brian, which, by the way, everyone should do, patreon.com slash America. We're going to talk more about Patreon at the end of our pod as well when we mention our new patron. We're excited about joining us uh, in, in our inner circle of our pod and our Slack workspace. But but I read the Rudiger reference, and for a second I wanted to be like, oh, man, did I make a mistake? Should I have gone to Rudiger? And the answer is no. No. Let me give you the names of three Chelsea defenders, okay? Ben Chilwell, Reese James, and Marcus Alonso. Do you know what all three of those defenders have in common? They've only – scored fantasy points in one of the two matches under Thomas Tuchel. Chilwell and James. James can't find the pitch either. My Cesar Azpilicueta is the one who scored 22 fantasy points in the last two weeks. And I'm not even proud of that right now. Look, Scott, all it took was a manager change, and you were right. Reese James has found the bench. I mean, I wasn't wrong, was I? I just Just weren't right yet. Exactly right. Uh, No, I mean – Thiago Silva, Antonio Rudiger, is that really what Chelsea's going to go with for the rest of the season? Do they have much of a choice? They have a lot. Well, are, we, are we to expect Marcus Alonso to show up with another 14? Fantasy 14? When he, I mean, he's always going to be more offensive than defensive when he plays. We know this. Uh, but no, I don't expect 14 fantasy points like he gave me in game week 21. Look, it was Wolves and Burnley. An inept Wolves that it took. Hell, they still barely beat Arsenal last week. And they, they Arsenal had nine players on the pitch, and they just barely beat them. Arsenal almost tied that game up, and they st- Wolves still barely beat Arsenal two to one. And Arsenal had, had for the for most of the second half, they had nine players in the pitch. So Chelsea shut out Wolves and they shut out Burnley. Whoop de frickin' do right now this week they play Tottenham. They're at Tottenham. We'll see what happens with them tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. And no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm only advising, I'm not saying like you need to rush out to get Chelsea defender or Chelsea other player. I mean, he's playing, I was like this week, I mean, he played, when when the reporter asked him why he played Callum Hudson-Odoi as a, as a right back, he just said, it said, you know, he said, you know, Hudson-Odoi as a, as a, as a playing as in the back, why? And Tuchel's answer was, why not? Like, <laughs> basically, like, we know what he's capable of. It, and that's why I said, like, even in, you know, in the article about him, too, like, it didn't impact where he ended up. He still was in the box a ton. He still was their best player, their most creative player. It might just be that spot. I mean, like, whoever ends up on that side ends up do, playing extremely well. We still don't know exactly what you know, what he's going to do with Pulisic. Timo Werner keeps, like, not really finding it, but there, everyone has the anticipation that he will at some point. Like, I know this. 
it's the answer also is not that it's Alonzo and Azpilicueta time again. I, I, I agree a hundred percent there. That time is over. It is it's it's or it's on its like death throes. Like Azpilicueta can be there and he can keep playing like this sporadically. I like we yes, absolutely. If you have Reese James, you should have moved on from him, you know, at the injury. If you had moved on from him for, at his knee injury, you're completely fine with that. Ben Showell is the one. If like I think there was like the assumption that Ben Showell has no competition. Alonzo's not getting back in. He's going to he's just their left back now. And I think seeing that lineup this week is the that is one of the more shocking lineup moves. I think anyone has seen because there was no indication of an injury or anything. Joel is a true, that is a truly shocking one. Yeah. Like the reason why Rudiger's no, I, I don't think it's any, I don't think it's anything bad is that Chelsea, you're right, Dave. I mean, they did get, that's two clean sheets now with them. It's just the way that they, it's just the way that they controlled the game. Right. Agree. They, now, listen, after everything I just said and was sort of mocking Chelsea about their Burnley and Wolves clean sheets, I own Edward. I want to say Eduardo because in previous pods yeah. I said Eduardo. There's no O on. It's Edward. Mendy. Yeah. Uh, they play. They're at Tottenham this week. The three weeks after that, he will be in my goal as my goalkeeper. They're at Sheffield, home to Newcastle, at Southampton. Right. So, Rudiger four point five. If he's starting, I want him for the next three weeks. Sure. Why not? Sign me up for a Rudiger for the next three weeks. Sign me up for a Mendy the next three weeks. If Thiago Silva's back there, sign me up for Thiago Silva the next three weeks. I think Chelsea, after Spurs, have a chance at three clean sheets after that. So what you're telling me is you were six pounds in my bank, as I said earlier in this pod. As long as I don't need to make any changes anywhere else, I should go Matt Lowden Rudiger. You think that's a, a plus for me? Absolutely. And then I'd also look at your second goalkeeper – for the next three weeks, I don't think there's a better goalkeeper in or a better defense that has better matchups than Chelsea's after this current week. After Spurs, which is too late by the time. Correct. All right, very good. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, before we hit the home stretch? Hold on. We have not talked anything about Manchester United. I want to I want to throw a few blurbs in there. I think you need, if you're looking at forwards, you need to consider Edison Cavani on some level. And then I, uh, with my, one of my other, I had two transfers this week. I live potted, I live transferred uh, Sanchez into my team. The move I made before that was bringing in, and this was a very tough decision because I could have gone to Trent Alexander-Arnold, but I went with Aaron Wambasaka, and I brought him in and sold Eric Dyer. That was my first free transfer of the week because, look, by hook or by crook, Manchester United right now, their form is much better than Liverpool's. And when I look at the next three weeks, they're home to Everton at West Brom, home Newcastle in the next three weeks. Aaron Wambasaka, who's also not only obviously available for clean sheets, but is pressing forward. And uh, every, every few weeks will give you the chance at possibly an offensive return and or bonus points. Hey, that, that guy's good, man. Wambasaka is just good. Uh, Luke Shaw could be up there for consideration as well. And I know that's crazy that sounds, Scott. But it's not. Can I tell you why it's not? I mean, I'm not, pr- not going to do it, but can I tell you why it's not crazy? Well, proof's in the pudding, right? I mean, Juan Misaka and Luke Shaw are one and two right now in top transfers in as we're sitting here for the 
Oh, I well, I know, but sometimes the, those can be dumb mass moves of the week. Well, look, I look, think a lot of that Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw. Okay, as we've talked tonight, Wambasaka has gone up a tenth. Okay, so I got him in a five four. He's not up to a five five. Luke Shaw is still at a four nine. Okay, yeah. he's been playing. Now listen, he came off at halftime, but I think that's just because they were up. Like, there's no triangle by his name, Scott. They were up four or five nothing at halftime at Southampton. Yeah, like that, nine nothing. Nine nothing is the most ridiculous scoreline I've ever seen in the Premier League. I think it, it happened. I mean, it's amazing that it's happened to Southampton twice in recent memory. Wow. The fact that it's happened to them before, when it happened it was to them seven against, with Leicester, right? It was at least seven. I thought. It was I thought. Twice. I thought it was nine. Also, holy. But I'm saying that's why I feel like with the Manchester United game, like I don't, I don't know that there are any takeaways, just because they had a red card in two minutes, and then and then they end up with another one, and then at one point they, you know, Che Adams scores and it, it's ruled out. I I just feel like there's just nothing that, that it's eerily it's all- that eerily sounds like the Arsenal match. Whenever in the history of the Premier League have there been two matches where both teams finished. Well, in, they were in different games. Both teams finished with nine players. Pretty bizarre. But it's a Southampton team. I mean, it, they're, you know, they're I, crushed with injuries. Well, I was going to say they're, they're injuries are terrible for them. And you know, I, I said like jokingly for you know for weeks. I think everyone kind of sees you see New, Newcastle floundering, and it's like, all right, who's playing Newcastle? It might be who's playing Southampton for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not not. I mean, find out who you know. Target target them. Target their their defense and just know that they have to be exhausted. Right, just, so they, they just, they just don't have the players for it. Let's discuss this briefly. Kyle Walker, Peters out. Vestigard was already out. He's expected back February 14th. Bednarik is now out for three matches because of his red card. He's suspended till February 14th. By the way, Jack Stevens, Jack Stevens will be. And then who knows who will be next to Jack Stevens at center back for Southampton. Who is Southampton playing next week? They're playing at Newcastle. If you have Callum Wilson next week, but can the world just explode on that pitch and just like like it just be a big fiery inferno? Because I feel like that's what those two clubs are right now. When you look at the yeah. red truck, you want to see something that's ridiculous. Go to Southampton's FPL website and and just look at the red triangles next to the players' names. There's four in the defense. There's six in the midfield and one at striker. It's ridiculous. Southampton has an injury, a true injury crisis, Scott. Not like Liverpool has. They're only missing Virgil <laughs> and Joe Gomez. Uh, and look, and I, Joel I, Matip. Yeah, and Joel Matip, granted. Uh, although he's never started two Premier League matches in a row. Crazy stat. That is one of the most bizarre stats, Scott. I, I almost have a hard time believing it's true. Joel Matip, in his time with Liverpool has never started two Premier League matches in a row. It doesn't even make sense. That's the fact that he's not a regular starter. But, yeah, it is kind of a crazy stat. What are you talking about? He's not. He's the number three center back. He's not a starter. Gomez and Virgil are the starters when they're both healthy. Okay. Last year, Gomez was not a regular starter. Unless someone else was injured. Yes, he was. Last year, he was. You don't even let's, know your own team. Let's move on back to Southampton. Can I tell you All something right. crazy? Tell me. Uh, so I just went through and looked at the points for Southampton players in game week 22, the 9-0 loss to Manchester United. 
when you add up all of their fantasy points, I've never seen this before. I don't even think it was this bad when they played Leicester last year. The collective total of all of Southampton's fantasy points in game week 22 is negative seven, which happens to equal Jan Bignarek's own score by himself. Reminiscent of Brian Bertrand had, I think it was a negative (laughs) seven or negative nine last year when they played Leicester. That is so impossible. Scott, quickly, quickly. Hey, the negatives in the defense. Let's mention this real quick. Scott, uh, as a Liverpool uh, homer, uh, let's see, what's his name? Takumi Minamino. Is he, he was uh, loaned to Southampton for the rest of the season at a 6 0. Is he going to somehow find the pitch and/or find fantasy relevance on the rest of the season? Uh, he's going to start game week 23 because who else is? Yeah, okay, he's fair enough. Play. Uh, fantasy relevance. I think at most he could be relevant. Okay. Does that answer your question? And that's wow. That is the most Brian answer you could have given me. It, no, he, I, I'm, Dave, I, he could be. He could be relevant if everything falls perfect for him. That's my he point. might be relevant. That's my point. I think at the most, that's what he'll be. And I think that tells you everything you need to know about. All right, fair enough. All right, let's talk about the fact that we have a new patron on our uh, on our Patreon site. Mm-hmm. Ben, uh, ben and I have been... Uh, at Ben. At Ben. We'll just call him at Ben right now. That's, that'd be fun. That's fair. At Ben and I, we we messaged back and forth for a while now. Uh, as uh, you know, he's reached out through uh, our our social media channels, and uh, so I got to spend quite a bit of time back going back and forth with him. And he has now become a new patron on our site. Thank you so much, Ben. We're grateful to have you. And Ben, absolutely, right in both feet into our Slack workspace. Uh, definitely a welcome contributor. Added hey. a lot already to what we are doing. All the ridiculousness that is our Slack workspace. Can, can I please plea for someone else? Look, Ben, honestly, I love, I, I truly love that you've chosen to uh, uh, help us out with Patreon and join our Slack workspace. You've already contributed a lot. I know where this is going. The only issue I have is you're a, a Liverpool fan it's like we don't need any more Liverpool people in our Slack workspace. Like it's already overrun with Liverpool homers. I would love that. Look, Diane at Diane. Diane is one of our patrons, uh, and look, she's a Spurs fan. Look, for an Arsenal fan, that that's hard. But hey, at least it's different. She and Brian share somewhat of a common thread, although Brian yeah. kind of shares about three different threads uh, as his favorite team. And look, I, I just. Charlie, I don't know who at Charlie follows. Scott, who does at Charlie follow? Do do we know? I don't remember. I don't remember either. He hasn't really been boisterous about that. And that's fine. You don't have to. I just, look, we welcome anyone. I truly do. I just, if, if, if you're thinking about it and you're like a not Liverpool fan, man, just come on in. Dive in. That'd be super. That'd be so good. I need another Arsenal fan in there with me as I'm just getting drowned by unfortunate David Luiz red cards and Burt Leno horrible red cards. And it's like, Oh my gosh, what is this team doing? Right not Liverpool to please Arsenal fans join me in my, yes. I need help. So Ben has joined us. You can join us to patreon.com. Wow. Patreon.com. Wow. Scott. I think the internet's new to me. 
patreon.com slash FPL America, a micro donation approach, and you can join our Slack workspace at the middle tier. We'd be happy to join you. In the meantime, if you don't want to do that, or if you would rather reach out to us another way, you can do so. We will respond as you reach out and want to chat, if you want advice, if you just want to talk about how terrible your lineup was or how great of a week you had, it doesn't matter. Reach out through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're there too, FPL America or FPL America Podcast. Either one will find us on all of those locations. Now, we have an FPL America Podcast League in FPL, and in game week 21, Game Week 22 hasn't quite finished yet as we're sitting here. So Game Week 21, the last completed Game Week, we had a top scorer, someone uh, we haven't really talked much about. Hopefully he is a regular listener. Patrick, we see you. Top scorer in the league, Game Week 21. His team name is Northville FC. He scored an 86. It it moved him up to 10th in the FPL. Wow. Okay. Well done, Patrick. Keep up the good work. Well, uh, I will probably, uh, if I can remember to, after the Spurs-Chelsea match of Game Week 22, I will use our social media channels to uh, to mention our top score in Game Week 22. Well, I, I tell you what, Scott, the top top guy in our league currently, um, he wants to be Leeds, Bo, uh, and we, we don't say last names on the, no, on the pod here. So, uh, But if you're in our league, you could actually just read his name, but I will not do it publicly to save himself from being called upon by all the potties that might call upon him. Nice. He wants to be leads crushed it. Uh, look with a 97. And I know that uh, you just threw oh, out there. Week 22. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely uh, competing for top score in game week 22. As we're sitting here, that's for sure. He, of course, look, if you're going to get to that point currently in this current week, the only way you could have done it probably is to captain Bruno Fernandez. He also has Cancelo Stones. He also has Justin Schmeichel. You got Schmeichel as your goalkeeper? What are you doing? Socek, <laughs> Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Wilson. Uh, and then you're you're look, he's got he's got Matty Cash on his bench. See? He he knows what's going on. Okay. So, although he's still got Charlie Taylor, get Charlie Taylor, Bo, out of your out of your lineup there. But anyways, here we go. Bottom line is, uh, hey, you're doing well. You got a 97 currently. He wants to be leads, leading the league. Bo is 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 inside the top five thousand. That's hey, amazing. And I love it. I love it so much. You're criticizing his squad. Yeah, I was gonna say, give give the guy who's doing great advice, Dave. Well, look, I, I can look, Bo, in, in, do better on your bench. Look, the rest of your starters are good. I can't say anything about the rest of your starters, but do something about your bench. You got Curtis Jones and Charlie Taylor back there along Nyland in the buttonhole. Dude, do something with your bench. All right. Let's bring this to an end. Bo, you're doing great. Patrick, you're doing great. Keep up the good work, everybody. <laughs> Dave, Dave is, uh, he, he's got opinions. You know this. This is why you love him. But, uh, you, you know now who not to captain because uh, Dave is captaining who again? Uh, it lo- right now, it's on Sun. I yeah. am I am tempted to move it to Socek and or Antonio. It will be a last-second decision. I am probably benching Salah. Looking at it now after we talked earlier, I think, man, it's right now Gundogan's on the bench. I got, I got Antonio Bamford, Lacazette across the top, Socek, Fernandez, Sun, Cancelo, Cresswell, Stones, Juan Basaka, 
Mendy. Scott, who are you captaining? Uh, that's a great question. Brian, who are you captaining? <laughs> um, same as Scott. It's a great question, Dave. Um, you too. At- <laughs> I mean, as of right now, uh, I think I have it still on. I think I might have not changed it off of Salah. I think it still is, but that's not. I'm not going to do that. I, I mean, honestly, f- the way Antonio's playing right now, I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a, a great choice. Um, Wolves are kind of unconvincing right now, so I, w- I just wonder if Lester, who's who keeps being really good on the road, if one of the Lester guys, so Harvard Madison. Yeah, and and they might get Vardy back for for the match. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that is the rumor. And if it's okay. a running active Jamie Vardy, that could be. A, honestly, I mean, what Dave or Scott? It's the same thing for you. Like, are you really? Do you really feel like it's the this Manchester City team in this form? It, it, you know, doesn't have the opportunity to just run roughshod over Liverpool again. I, I, I mean, I just I feel like. I just feel like it could be worse for Liverpool. Yeah, I won't be shocked if that happens. I'm not going. I'm not going to. And you can, you can. I mean, it could be the Liverpool fan of me, but I'm not going to plan on that. Right. Fantasy team. I'm not captaining Stones or Gundogan. That's not happening. Knowing that Dave's captaining Son, even though that makes the most sense in my squad, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Well, well done. Well done. At least we have two other options that are legitimate. One is Bruno hosting Everton. Why not? That could happen. That could be fine. Right. And then the stretch, honestly, the stretch pick right now for me would be a, an informed Patrick Bamford hosting Crystal Palace. That's not a bad uh, option, Scott. That's not a bad option at all. I tell you what, what is, is so bizarre to me, I, I just, I'm looking down my lineup and, and I'm like, I got Gunduan and Salah on the bench and Brian, maybe you're right. Maybe I need to figure out a way to get Gunduan back in the lineup because maybe in, in a weird way, we, we don't think that it could happen that city just run roughshod over Liverpool. But golly, man, when you look at Liverpool's form and, the, and look city has some of the most dangerous strikers and or midfielders in the league along with Liverpool and they're going up against I don't know what if Liverpool if Klopp doesn't feel comfortable putting the new boys out there then it's going to be Henderson and Fabinho at center back which means they're going to be weaker in the midfield Tiago has already Scott where is Tiago is, is he anywhere has he done anything is he the most overhyped Liverpool signing that that we can remember and I'm just like you have a, a I don't know like Liverpool is so, in their defense, thrown out of whack when Henderson and Fabinho are not in the midfield, have to play defense, that that it just throws them off. City has been rolling, rolling. They are 20 games unbeaten in all competitions. 20 games, okay? That's a, a – Liverpool was kind of boasting that when they were rolling through things. Why should I not think that City don't actually – Kind of roll over Liverpool. I think Brian might have something there. Don't I mean? Don't put it on me to expect. No, it's City. on you. Oh no! Don't City. you back this up? Beep, beep. Don't you back? No, do not back this up right now, Brian. You stick with it. All right. Uh, as I was saying, when City destroy Liverpool this weekend, no, I. Well, my what Scott said earlier, I think, is right. I mean, I'd like to throw form out the window. I would like to think that it's too 
juggernauts facing each other that can't stand each other, and this is this is Liverpool's chance to close the gap, you know, between them and first place. And I just I, I just don't know how they can do it with the personnel that they have. Are they going to throw in two brand new center backs and and hope that it works out? I mean, I I'm not saying that they you know they, it's not impossible. But I would have thought one nil at home losing to Brighton was impossible. I wouldn't. Mm, I, good who, point. Who, pick, who picked that? Yeah, no one. I mean, when no they one. when they kind of throttled West Ham, when West Ham is like has a chance to like make a statement, and it's like, all right, like they, you know, that's Liverpool. And so if if that Liverpool shows up, then it's going to be a great. It should be a great game. If Liverpool that happens today shows up. That all, like that should have conceded a goal to Dan Byrne, you know. It's just like <laughs> the way City, it just seems like the way City is playing right now. They are, I mean, everything is clicking for them. Defensively, they're clicking. Offensively, they haven't missed a beat without KDB. I, I mean, it's like he did he ever leave? Is he still mm-hmm. is he still playing? I mean, I just. No. I'm not saying I, I I my I would assume Liverpool steps up that they that they have that they're in it for this game. Hopefully Mane's back for them and they you know they have they're not missing that piece. Allison you know, too. Right, Allison was ill. Like it was he was out because of illness. So I I mean the turnaround's fairly quick, but not so quick that he couldn't recover, I guess. Scott thoughts. Uh it's really nice that even after a pandemic year that city still has all that oil money to spend. It's great. <laughs> uh, they didn't even sign anyone in the January signing. What are you whining about? No, it's true. They only spent a hundred million on a starting center back and a center back. that can't find the pitch because that's what they do. Liverpool spent half the money on a center back. That's going to save the season. Brian said it earlier while city's newest fourth center back cost twice as much but Are, is that's the market right now that, that's 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 the manchester's for you that's that manchester couple that's what they do listen scott just because liverpool had two and a half center backs to start the season don't put that on on manchester city who actually prepared for the season and had at least four so I hear you, but I don't at the same time. Credit to credit to Klopp. They have got Liverpool Football Club has gone out, gotten a couple center backs that will service them to the end of the season. I champion that. They acknowledged a weakness and they addressed it. I just wonder, as Brian said, as their defense has been clicking, as their offense has been clicking, going into a Liverpool team that has been struggling. I feel like Robertson and Alexander, Trent Alexander Arnold, they contribute so much to the offense. They're probably going to have to be pinned back a little bit in this match. I just, because their center backs, whoever it is, are going to be concerned about being exposed. I just wonder if that's not going to take a toll on Liverpool. It will be fascinating to watch this next match week. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, understood. I get it. I get it. As Arsenal will go into it with maybe a Matt Ryan in goal, and, and who cares? No one cares but Arsenal but me. Not even Brian. Brian doesn't care about Arsenal, but me. Not uh, even a little bit. It it will definitely be. Uh, they're playing Villa, so it'll be the uh, the Emiliano Martinez derby. Is what uh, yeah. I still have. I still have Emiliano Martinez baggage, and I might have that for years. 
Martinez is in goal for me. As, so I'm looking forward to it. He shouldn't be. Arsenal will score. You uh, you do understand that, right? The form that they've been in, they will score. He knows my other goalkeeper. So. Fair enough. You have no choice. Although, you goalkeeper look, you got to transfer. Transfer him out. It's their bonus point. Oh, my gosh. I've got the worst luck with this. All right. Fine. Fine. I'm fine. Fair enough. Scott, where can people find us? Same place they always can, Dave. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, FPL America or FPL America podcast. We would love to interact with you further. We're grateful that you listen. Don't get me wrong. And we'd love to have you give us a review of our podcast if your podcast location allows you to do so. But we'd also love to follow up with you if you have any questions or just comments or want to reach out. And uh, we love it. Uh, New listeners do it all the time. Just about every single week, someone new reaches out from somewhere all over the world and lets us know they love what we're doing. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, personally, it, it means a lot. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, we love to uh, hear from you and interact with you. So feel free to do Scott, so. Scott, as Brian always says, it's amazing that anyone would actually choose to listen to us on anything. <laughs> so the, right, Brian, I mean, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I- I mean, we will succeed one day when we get Brian. That's exactly right. Look, there's nothing I can. There's nothing that's more I marvel at more than uh, that people, that people anywhere in the world would have clicked play on this podcast. Understood completely. Hey, listen. On that note, at Ben, we love that you joined us. We're so thankful for that in the Slack workspace, and that you become happy become a patron. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith.